Well, how's it going today, Gord? Hey, good, Adams. Great to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Here we are back with the. Good to have you back. You were, uh, you were away. I was. Yeah, we uh, we did a little trip down to the Annapolis Valley, which I feel like I'm a, a what's a just repeating myself it's just like that's home for you that's home for us and or for me in particular Caitlin grew up here in Moncton but I grew up down there and uh, so yeah it was Caitlin's 30th birthday I don't know if I get in trouble by saying that but <laughs> but uh, too late now yeah too late now it's out there and so the big three zero and so happy three zero Caitlin yeah. <laughs> and so we decided to take a little trip down to uh, the Annapolis Valley and you know it's been it's been interesting, eh? Because uh, probably for her birthday before COVID times, we wouldn't have thought like, oh, let's go back down to the valley. We would have maybe tried to get a trip down to Boston, or she loves going down to New York and just you know try to get like a like a long weekend trip. Yeah, there, yeah, right? sure. But uh, we've really just been able to appreciate our our home provinces and our home more, yeah. you know, and think. Thankfully, with the uh, the bubble and whatnot, we can do that. And and my family's down there, so we got to briefly see them for a little stint. And yeah, yeah we got to take advantage of the bubble and slip over to see our daughter and son-in-law in PEI. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where where in PEI are they? They are in Mount Stewart, which oh, okay. is um, if you're heading out the highway, I think it's six to Surrey. Okay. Then you come to this. They call it the crappy Irving. It's it's a little Irving gas bar and convenience store mm. that's old and, and in need of some work. And okay, yeah. You turn in left right there. Huh, there you go. And uh, they're just a few minutes in there. It makes me laugh when you say, you said they're west of Surrey? No, on the way out to oh, Surrey. Oh, the way out to Surrey. Yeah. So I don't, okay, so for our PEI people, I like, does PEI just like have a bunch of other... Canadian city names as their names. Well, it's not only that. Like Nova Scotia does that too. Oh, Nova I Nova Scotia that's true. and PEI. Uh, we're, but you know, they they came to us first, so everyone else is ripping us off, <laughs> and we'll be expecting royalty checks for yeah. them ripping off our place names. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we haven't got to get over to the island just yet. Um, typically with, uh, my wife's family, they do like a summer trip, um, just like a weekend or typically just a day trip, really. Um, we'll go over and do the whole, what's it called? Like the lobster supper. The New Glasgow lobster that, that's suppers. That's the one. That's the one. And I have to, I have to pace myself because I just get the like appetizer meal, but it means you get like unlimited chowder and unlimited muscles, muscles and I unlimited just, Warm, soft rolls, yeah. unlimited desserts. Yeah, so uh, I got to... You can all, and here, what are we talking about today, by the way? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a good point. Yeah. We're, we're talking about fasting, <laughs> not feasting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I enjoyed your teaching on uh, on Sunday. Adams, why don't you start, we always start yeah. with a 30,000 foot view, so yeah, why don't yeah. you run us through a quick version of that and then we'll find a thing or two we can talk about. For sure, yeah, it was it was an interesting um, teaching from my perspective even because, um, and I think I kind of said this in it, but it, it, it kind of felt less of a sermon, air quotes, so to speak, and more of a 
uh, Introduction to Fasting 101, right? Yes. Um, yep. Because it really kind of, it was, it, I, it's, it's fasting is such an interesting subject where it's one that depending on what um, your Christian walk and background is, yeah. typically denominationally speaking, it's one that you've either heard a lot about or it's one that you've never heard anything about. Yeah, I, I think if you ask many Christians, hmm. and, uh, just tell me what you think about this. The, the passage you, you read, hmm. Jesus said, when you fast. So from his perspective, yeah. it was given yeah. that people would be fasting. Yeah, He wasn't instruct, instructing them to fast. He was just assuming they would. Hmm. But if you go to the average, let's say, Baptist church, because we are Baptist, and said, how many here have fasted? Right. <laughs> maybe you have 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. So Jesus assumed, uh, but we don't. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, so like I, I was looking at that text very, very briefly, and um, it's uh, a small little brief section where Jesus mentions fasting. Interestingly enough, it's kind of neat. He, he's really in that section of text, like the before and the after. He's teaching on um, prayer, fasting, and giving to the poor. Those are like these, okay. these, these three aspects that he's basically saying. <laughs> In, in, in only the way that Jesus can. He's basically saying, here's here's the practice, here's how you guys are messing it up, and here's how you should be doing it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why are we not surprised, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of looked at that, Gord, and then really um, I kind of looked at some different, maybe you call it philosophical, theological differences of view when it comes to fasting and then talked about it in a cultural sense because right now um outside of our our christian practice of fasting i think the subject of fasting in at least in north america for sure has become one that's a little more prevalent right so we're we're using that terminology a little more yes yeah. but the, but the you and i were talking about this mm. so just comment on this, yeah. that fasting in our modern societal context right. has to do with health, physical yeah. health. Physical health. Um, so you'll see this on, there's certain, I'm sure people have heard of certain different like um, diet workout programs, you know, to lose weight or, or, or just to become more healthy and have better eating habits. Um, but it's, I always get, get it wrong, it's intermittent? Mitten? In intermittent. That's the one. Fasting. <laughs> Fasting. And, and so I, I talked briefly about that, but not so much to go into the philosophy of that, but just to really realize that is one type of fasting, but that's not the same type of fasting that we see in Scripture. When you're talking about spiritual disciplines, right. that's not the fasting you're talking about. Right, yeah. So the joke I made in the teaching was, you know, when Jesus went in to the, to the wilderness to fast for 40 days and 40 nights... It, it wasn't to work on his abs, right? No. <laughs> no, there was another whole agenda there. There was a very different agenda going on there. He was actually going to war, wasn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. he was going to confront uh, Lucifer face to face. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I didn't go into this in the teaching, but I, um, I was reading about this, and then um, Josh Smith here at the church and I were chatting about it briefly, how... 
depending on your viewpoint, right? So when you get to this idea of fasting being the idea, and this is a hard one for us to sometimes grapple with, but the idea of us physically feeding on the Holy Spirit, so empowering us. Yes. And then you see that Jesus went through that time. We go, okay, was Jesus weak at the end of that? Or was he strong at the end of that? And so you could say, I think he was hungry at the end of that. But man, he came up against against the accuser. And he challenged him. And he was like, at his, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, ooh, this is fascinating. And, and the thing about that was that um, the scripture, and I believe it's the version that's in Mark, mm-hmm. says Jesus was driven, mm. impelled into the wilderness by the Spirit. Yeah. Same word, uh, ekbalo, mm-hmm. that is used of driving out evil spirits. Right. So there was a very purposeful go mm. to the wilderness from the Holy Spirit to Jesus. Right. And, uh, yeah, very, very different reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also kind of in it, I, I talked about what we see in Scripture in fasting, and, you know, there's, um, for the Jewish life, fasting was something that was very much a part of their culture. Yep. Um, like you even mentioned uh, in that passage there with uh, with Jesus saying, he didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast. But, yeah, we would see different examples of, um, there was customary fasting where, where either communities, families, or literally the, the whole... The whole nation. The whole nation would fast. Um, and then you would also have uh, like personal voluntary fasting where um, typically it would be in response to something happening in their life. So maybe the death of a loved one or... The, or, yeah. or as with David, with his son with Bathsheba, mm. when the child was ill... Right. Yeah. Uh, he fasted. Yeah. yeah. And then the child subsequently died. And the question was, well, David, because fasting was normally a sign of mourning. Mm. And David turned it totally around. Yeah, that's true. By fasting beforehand. Mm. And then the child died. And then David, it says, got up, cleaned himself up, changed his clothes, and went to have something to eat. Yeah. And the servants are saying, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. When the child was still alive, mm. you did this. Now the child has died, you're doing that. Right. Um, and David says, well, the child can't come to me, mm. but I can go to the child. Right. Which, which is instructive on a whole lot of levels. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on there. But it just speaks to how fasting mm. functioned in the context. Yeah. Yeah, and really, for our listeners, too, this has been one of those, like, um, I think we realize that with each practice, with each discipline, not only do they work together with each other, but also we could go so much deeper in each each one, right? Sure. Like we could do multiple teachings on on one, but that's kind of what we're trying to do here. In the but as the as the old uh, preaching yeah, yeah. pastor said, you can't say it all. You can't say it all. Yeah, yeah you gotta pick something that's important and say that well. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so that's kind can, of it in a nutshell. Um, can I ask you to address something? You did address it on Sunday, but I'm mm. going gonna, gonna to circle you back. Yeah, for sure. Um, not only is fasting now spoken of as being uh, healthy these days and health-conscious people are doing intermittent fasting and other right, forms yeah. of fasting, but also uh, fasting in other ways. Like, we have things like technology. Right, yeah, yeah. And my phone pops up with your average screen time oh, yeah. this week was this much per day. Yeah. And people are saying, I'm spending too much time with a screen. Mm. I, I need to cut it out. Right. And so they, they call that a technology fast. Right. Yeah. Or they have a, a TV fast. Yep. Or whatever. Social media fast. Yeah. Yeah. So how do those differ? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... For some out there, they could say maybe I came a little too nitpicky, or um, I'm just like, oh well, you're just you're walking on a thin rope of of the definitions uh, when it comes to semantics and things like that. But really, though, I think it's important for us to understand that um, fasting, as we see it in the biblical context, is almost always related to food. Sometimes even water, but mainly mainly food. Um, now, it's not to say that this idea of quote-unquote fasting from your phone, that's something else. That's what we call abstaining. Yes. Right? And, and so, abstaining for a time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think it, it's sort of like saying, like, technically abstaining is a practice on its own. Like, that could have been one that we had done this summer, the practice of abstaining from certain things, because some people in their life are going to have to abstain for different reasons, um, for different things, right? Like, you think of... Um, oh, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol, yeah. Smoking. Smoking, yeah. Any of those. Yeah, and, and you'd say, you know, they're abstaining for very certain reasons. Uh, um, when you think of alcohol, I have, I have friends who alcoholism runs in their family and so yep. they don't have a problem with with someone having a drink or, and whatnot but they know themselves personally they go you know what i've seen where this has gone in my family line so i'm not touching this stuff we we have said in our family mm. the the problem with mcleod men is not that they can't handle their alcohol the problem is they can right and that is the fastest yeah, way yeah. Uh, to an addiction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is the fact that you can have it and function, and uh, you know, as the old joke goes, um, I I didn't know he was a drinker until he showed up sober one day. Right. Yeah. Like because some people are are functioning alcoholics. Yeah. So there's lots of lots of room. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But, so and so I think that's important though for us to realize though that. Um, abstaining is a practice and it's a very different practice than fasting but fasting very related to food and it's also very related to the, um, a very specific like time frame and, and really focusing in on on God and, and what he's inviting you into whereas you know if I'm getting a notification on my phone saying I'm spending more time you know I can abstain from that but still not really think about God or, you know, I can right. just continue on with my day. Okay, so it's a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and before the time gets away on oh, us yeah, and we're yeah. done, I, I want to... I, so here's a thought. Yeah. So 
um, good teaching will always uh, cause us to think about it, reflect yeah, yeah. on it more. So, okay, so I'm reflecting. <laughs> when you said, because I'm one of those who used to say, well, we'll do a technology fast, we'll do a TV fast, we'll right. do it. And you said, biblically, food and water. What about the fact that the difference is food and water have been built by God to sustain us. Ah, yeah, that's a good point. Technology isn't. Right, yeah. If all of the phones on the earth fried mm. right now, it would be inconvenient. Right. But nobody would die from it. Right, yeah, yeah. But if all of a sudden we got to a situation where there was no food and no water... Now we're talking our very sustenance. Yeah. Is compromised. Oh, so, what yeah. do you think about that? Oh, just yeah, that that connection. That that's why fasting is food and water. Yeah, no, I think that's that's amazing. That's a really that's a cool idea. And that's kind of like, oh, I wish I, I wish I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the teaching. Um, yeah, I think that's really important because it's it's putting into check. I think it's God even reminding us, you know of like the things that he's put in our lives, man, maybe that's specifically food, but about for us to also realize, um, and it's it's a hard one, and I know it's the language we don't normally, normally use, but that idea of like feeding on the spirit, becoming sustained from the spirit. Yes. And that's not to say that through fasting you're not gonna feel hungry or anything like that or or that you are are going to get all your nutritional benefits from i, I mean maybe god can do whatever hey, he can do whatever do. he wants <laughs> but generally he set it up that you eat three times a day right, and yeah, you drink yeah. water every day yeah yeah so i feel like yeah don't get into yourself a situation where you're fasting you're like oh it's okay like god will give me the nutrients no he'll tell you to go <laughs> To go eat again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then let me let me um I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little summary here. Mm-hmm. And then get you to talk about it some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My view of fasting for years mm. was the traditional one, which was if you want something from God. Mm. It's kind of, I don't know what we would call it. Maybe we call it the vending machine view of fasting. Right. That if I want something from God, I will fast. Mm. And somehow that ramps up the um, seriousness of my request. And if I fast long enough and pray hard enough, then God will eventually give me what I want. Mm. And I thought, hmm. But then, uh, on Sunday, you talked about the fact that fasting is in response to something. Mm. And we've talked about the fact that God calls us into that. Right, yeah. So then I started thinking about some other texts in the Bible where fasting mm. is concerned. Mm-hmm. We won't do that now, but just talk to us a minute about the whole idea of fasting being a response, yeah, not a request. Yeah, and the language I use too is we fast as a response, 
not for a not response. Not for a response. Yeah. And I think it's just like a pivot type thing, right? It's, it's I think, the traditional view, vending machine, that sort of idea. When you really think about it, it's like, are you suggesting that we have the capability of putting God in a corner? Right. Right? And, yeah. And sort of like... Either that or that God doesn't already know. Right. What we need. Jesus yeah. said, eh, he knows you need these things. Yeah. And, and, and we can really get really weird with it, too, because then you, then you have to ask yourself, like, what are the actual actual requests you're even bringing forward? I would like to hope that if someone's coming into a season, not a season, a time of fasting, they're probably not, like, fasting for a new car, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> it's probably, hopefully, more of a, of a serious thing in their life. Um, but, yeah, it, it's saying, like, it's trying to get God to bend to our will and... Theologically speaking, and, and from a biblical perspective, you just go, well, that that's not how the relationship works. That's sucky theology right, right yeah, there. That's just, bad theology. bad theology. But when you start to see some of the examples in Scripture and, you, and we see people, like something significant happening in someone's life, and, and I used examples of maybe it's the death of a family member. This is one I'm really interested in. Maybe it's the realization of one's own sin, right? Sometimes we, sometimes we run away from that, but we go all of a sudden, we can become aware, and and that's probably more more likely the spirit is coming into our life at a very specific time, saying, "Okay, you're ready for this, but you need to be aware of where you're dropping the ball here." And I'm going to be with you, but you need to be aware. And then that's when we go, "Okay, I'm." I, it's almost like that fasting as a response to be like, okay, God, I need to focus in on you, um, and I need you to sustain me through this. I kind of made a, a silly joke saying, you know, am I really practicing the fruits of the Spirit if I can only do it on a full stomach, right? Because I'm, I'm the first one to admit, like, like Caitlin's always got like a granola bar handy, you know, because if I get hungry, it's just... You're like that uh, that Snickers commercial. That Snicker, Snickers commercial, yeah. <laughs> and it's not to say, and some people could be listening to this and be like, well, no, there's a scientific reason to why that happens. Your blood sugars are going down and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I get that. But if anger, frustration, uh, pride, these sorts of things are, are the things that boil to the top, when, like, if I have a loose like I become a loose cannon or um, all of a sudden I start using language I wouldn't normally use because I get triggered or something and and it's because I'm hungry I gotta go well what is what's going on here you know like how where's patience where's self-control where's love all of that right and and depending on the Holy because it is the work of the Holy Spirit it's not our work mm-hmm those are the evidences that the Holy Spirit is at work. Yeah. You'll know the Holy Spirit is at work when you are patient, mm-hmm. when you are loving, when you are kind, when you have self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So <laughs> so now, you know, I said to you earlier, good teaching will cause us to reflect more. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So early on in my training... Uh, I took a course called Modern Jewish Culture. Okay, yeah. With uh, a professor named Marvin Wilson. 
and he actually put us in touch with Jewish congregations, yes. everything from what we would call Reform Judaism, which is okay. the most liberal, right through to the Hasidim, the ultra-Orthodox. Would that be like the Has Hasidic or... Hasidic. Yeah, okay. It's, it's the... the uh, Oh, like the 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 the, uh, the curls, the yep. the earlocks, yeah, the hats, the beards, yep. the shawls, mm -hmm. all of that. So we we did the whole thing. Well, we went to be with a conservative congregation one time for uh, the celebration of Purim. Oh yeah, Purim, Hebrew word for lots, not as lots as in many, but lots as in casting lots. Mm. And it's the story of Esther. Mm -hmm. Now, in the story of Esther, this plot happens. Mm -hmm. um, brainchild of a man named Haman mm -hmm. and um, Mordecai, uh, Esther's uncle, becomes aware of it. Esther, by this time, is queen. Mm -hmm. And he goes to Esther and says, listen. That they've hatched a plan that's going to destroy the Jews. Right. So Esther says, and he says, he challenges her and says, and, and who knows but what you've come to this position for such a time for as such this. such a time as this, yeah. God has put you here for this day. Yeah. And she says, okay, I'm going to go see the king. Now the problem with that is, if you go to see the king unbidden, right. you can lose your life for that. Right. So even though she's the queen, and he really favors her, <laughs> um, she says, okay, my handmaidens and I will fast for three days, mm. and then I'm going to go see the king. Easy in that context right. to see fasting as a means to... As as the vending machine yeah. version. Yeah. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray mm. and the king won't kill me when I come to see him. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the more I reflected on it, mm. the more I went back to what you were saying, which was, it was a response. Mm. It was a response to the conspiracy that had been hatched to destroy the Jews. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's so fascinating. Like when we when you start to at least I found when you start to see that different view. Yes. You start to see it show up in very interesting ways. And and you're absolutely right. The story of Esther, like, um, at a quick surface reading, you can definitely think, Oh, they're doing this as they're they're gonna God, look what I'm doing. I'm doing this for you, so and I, I need you to hear me. Yeah. I'm right here, yeah, but I need you to hear me because yeah. we got trouble down here. Yeah. And you gotta take care of us. Yeah, it's it's such a funny sort of like it's like we're saying like, Well God, I'm purposely gonna make myself hungry for a couple days, so you better listen and to me. And you better be impressed. <laughs> But that's the, that's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. That God will be more impressed, love us more, care for us more, mm. take care of us more. Yeah. Because we go hungry. Right. When you when you really lay it out, that that's funny theology, right it there. It is, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really quite fascinating. And I mean, I think it's anything for, because, you know, obviously most of us aren't going to be in a position of Esther. <laughs> so, right. you know, and we can think to ourselves, okay, well, I haven't had, like, what are these serious moments? Or, or um, one of the authors I quoted uh, was Scott McKnight, and he says, you know, these holy moments. What are these holy moments that happen in your life? And sometimes we can feel like we don't, have those holy moments so we say okay well do i just not fast and do and and i would say i think there's more of those moments happening in our life we just haven't been aware of them right yeah and maybe maybe it could look like a big decision coming up in life and i don't mean like you know what car you're gonna buy next but maybe it's moving your family and, and maybe it's it's maybe it's a change of job maybe change it's of, a change of ministry maybe yeah. it's a call to the mission field. Yeah. Like there are some pretty big things that can come into people's yeah. lives. And so it's just a slight change of thinking to say, okay, to say, okay, I'm not fasting so that I can get some, so that God can give me more clarity on this. It's more like I'm fasting so that I'm fully fed spiritually and even physically on the spirit so that I can align my thinking with where God is wanting me to go. Yeah, because cause what if, what if in that fasting process, mm. as part of the enabling, the nurturing, the feeding of the Holy Spirit, mm. what gets fed is our wisdom. Yeah. That he equips us with wisdom to see what is the wise thing. To do. To yeah. do. Yeah. Here's what I loved about what you did. I love the fact that it pushes us back. You, you know, I'm a huge sovereignty of God guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God is the initiator. Mm -hmm. he, he is the one who takes the first steps. We love him because he first loved us. Yeah. It's always. He's the creator. He's the redeemer. Mm. He's the sustainer. All at his behest. Mm. He is the one. I love the fact that even fasting wasn't. You know what? I think I, I I've got an idea. I think I'm gonna fast. Yeah. But I love the fact that it got kind of turned mm. into. I think the language you used was, "What is God inviting me into?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, and because that was another thing that's that's fascinating with the practice of fasting is that it's actually never flat out said in the scriptures like you have to do this but it's uh it's a hundred percent invitational and there's only one person inviting us to do that yep and that's god and so i think in that moment at the end i was saying you know god's going to be calling us all into very different things in different moments in our life maybe it's that realization of something in our own life maybe it's a realization of of a broken relationship we've had in the past but there's so many things right sure and i think god is is interested in what are you going to do with that invitation like i'm inviting you yeah because he's always the initiator yeah and so he initiates into us into a relationship with jesus christ he with him through jesus christ mm. he initiates our growth yeah which with this spiritual disciplines thing you'd say oh so he's got an agenda for me right yeah oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, you know, we use it's, we sometimes, uh, you know, the whole carpenter analogy, right, and the apprentice language, and, you know, you follow the master carpenter, and then sure. it's like, it's like realizing later that, like, the master carpenter has this agenda that all of his apprentices, like, you know, they do things in a certain way. But, but he takes each of us through a different path. Exactly, yeah. So your path is not the same as mine. Mm. And I, but that well, he does use all of these disciplines. Yeah. For example, can I just oh, yeah. touch point on one more thing? Yep, yep. So we talked last week about how the spiritual disciplines interrelate and interconnect hmm. so confession mm -hmm. will involve because we talked about this last time silence and solitude yeah. prayer the word worship mm -hmm. okay so now we add fasting into the mix not necessarily to do with confession but to do with any growth area right anything God wants to do. Mm. Would we ever fast without ever going to the Word, without ever praying, mm. without ever spending some time alone in that, and yes, maybe confessing, Yeah. if, if there's something in that. But again, we're coming back to this interconnectedness oh, of yeah. these. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I find with the practice of fasting is um, with the interconnectedness, it's, uh, we could, you, with some of the other practices, they could, you, you might start with it and it could lead to something, you know, in, sure. in fasting though, is kind of one of those funny ones where, um, you could be in something, you could be in silence and solitude and it could lead to fasting or you could actually skip right ahead to go to fasting, but then immediately go into the other practices. Because I think yes. you're absolutely right. Like I, I don't. It's not like we're fasting and and then we're just kind of going about our day, never praying, never reading scripture, never like. Yeah, yeah. The whole intention is being like drawing closer to God. Um, and and I can't imagine someone being drawn by God mm. and invited into a new thing mm. and never spending any time. In the Word, right? In prayer, yeah. Um, in quiet meditation, the the lectio divina, mm -hmm. spending time reflecting on the Word. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that we would be fasting and not being involved with any of those. Yeah, not that there's a checklist for fasting. No, 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 not, no. not doing that. No. But they do interconnect. Yeah. Yeah, they interconnect, and I would say it's an aspect of, like, um, what is the wise thing to do when we're fasting? I think it would be to steep ourselves in the Word of God, to come come before the throne and pray. Like, you know, it's all that sort of language type thing. Because, uh, I don't know, some of my red flags might go off a little bit if someone was telling me they were fasting for a long time, and they weren't doing any of that. <laughs> then you'd have to wonder, uh, well, what... Did God call you into that? Right, yeah. And yeah. what was the purpose for calling you in? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's where I think you get really tricky, right? If people are like, well, I heard from God. And then, you know, a very good, wise practice whenever we come into these times where we, we 
and maybe we did hear from God, maybe we feel like we heard from God, but does it align with God's word? You know, that's so important. So important. So crucial. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, one of the things I was telling someone, maybe it was you, maybe it was someone else, but not long ago, just in the last week or ten days. Mm was talking to people, uh, to someone, about the fact that every major decision for us, mm. God has confirmed it with Scripture. Right. And, um, you know, the big one was uh, called to go to a local church. And, mm. and the vote was, was um, high enough. I think there was one person voted against me going there, and that's because they wanted someone else, a different staff position staffed oh, okay, before yeah. before youth and um but i i just had a disquiet in my spirit mm. and i remember my wife and i spending time praying and just laboring over it and then i went to see the pastor and on the way home i'm just driving along and i'm continuing to pray about this thing mm. um the next step would have been fasting, by the way. It had only been like a day, day and a half, so we hadn't gotten to that yet. But uh, the verse came to me, I wanted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus prevented me. Right. And right away I had my answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, God had just... And so God does that. Yeah. So I can't imagine someone being... Oh, yeah. No, it, it, they go hand in hand. They They have to. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Well, right on, Gord. <laughs> this was fun. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and So what's, I, I, what's on the docket for this Sunday? It's it's um, uh, two things, uh, simplicity and Sabbath. Right, which... It's it's really two, but we, we put them together because um, God... Uh, I rip Andy Stanley off right at the start of that okay, one. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that God has given us two things that uh, we get to use mm. when we're here. Mm. We get time and money. Interesting. And so simplicity has to do with our money and our yeah. stuff. Yeah. And time brings us to the whole idea of Sabbath. Nice. And Sabbath principle. So it's... Um, it's a bit difficult because we're trying to do two, two in one kind two of, in yeah. one kind of deal, but they they're two in one because they tie together around the whole idea of God's given us a little of each, mm. and we're responsible for how we use them. Awesome. So, well, I'm excited to hear it, and I'll be excited to get back in these chairs and talk about it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Maybe it's just me not liking to be in the hot seat, so that we can turn <laughs> well, we try not to make it seem like a hot no, seat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Adams, again, um, thoroughly enjoyed the teaching. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, even more, was challenged by it and have been thinking as I, you know, we all know, um, showers, mowing the lawn, though I don't mow the lawn anymore. <laughs> We're in a condo, but um, driving mm. and things turning over in our minds. and. Uh, yeah. I've been turning some stuff over and revisiting some scriptural cool. uh, portions. So thank you for that. Cool. I appreciate that. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Adams. Bye.